Are you ready for some scalding hot takes? Talking Vikings with Dane Mizutani and Chase Frederick. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to segment two of the Inside Purple and Gold podcast on Tuesday, August 23rd. Please like, follow, subscribe to this podcast as we continue talking Vikings leading up to the regular season, leading up to the final preseason game of the year on Saturday. Dana, I know you're really looking forward to that. You're a huge fan of preseason football, but I will say at least Nick Mullins' arrival spices things up just a little bit. Like there's very little that could get me intrigued about any preseason game, let alone preseason game three, the final one. Um, Minnesota hasn't been playing like any starters in these games, but we might get a look at Nick Mullins, though that doesn't sound like a sure thing from what Kevin O'Connell said. What do you think? Is he going to suit up on Saturday? I think he has to, and I think... I'd be shocked. Like we said, it's Tuesday. I'd be shocked if Nick Mullins isn't at TCO Performance Center in Egan today or on Probably Tuesday. Hear from him, yeah. I would assume he's he's here. I would assume he's starting to kind of trying to drink from the fire hose and you know learn the offense as best he can. At the end of the day, though, like you need game experience, and whether he knows the intricacies of Kevin O'Connell's offense. I, I don't know if it really matters in, in the preseason, like just throw him out there. Who cares? Like, and so I, yeah, I think we'll see him on Saturday against Denver. I think you want to see what he looks like, you know, with live reps. You, you, you also, when you trade for Nick Mullins are taken into account his reps previously in, in Vegas. And he looked pretty darn good against the Vikings in, in their preseason opener. And he looked fine in the Raiders third game. They've already played three preseason games because they had the Hall of Fame game. So Nick Mullins has reps under his belt. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kevin O'Connell's probably just couching that by just saying, well, there's a chance he doesn't because who knows with, with travel and if he gets here today and the Vikings are technically off tomorrow. So if he doesn't get here today, then he won't practice until Thursday. And then maybe you don't feel comfortable putting him into the game on Saturday. I don't think like if, if Nick Mullins arrived Saturday morning in Denver, I think you still play him. Like, why not? Like just throw him in the game, see what you got. And he's, he's proven he can, he can at least play the position. So yeah, I expect to see him this weekend. And I, I'm not going to say I'm excited about it because like, no. <laughs> like I'm not, but uh, you know, I just think at the end of the day, we're going to get to see something at least a little bit intriguing on Saturday when I'll go into my rant later in the week about preseason mm-hmm. about how it's stupid and sucks, but like at least there's something tangible to latch on to this weekend. Um, whereas if he wasn't, we would just be talking about like Manny and Mon beating our head into the ground about how these guys are terrible. So at least there's something new to talk about. Yeah, I, I think like the only way you wouldn't play him is if you're thinking you should be like protecting him in the fact that he hasn't been in the system long and like. Is he comfortable going out there and, you know, like with a playbook that probably cut down a little bit like it is for preseason anyway, Um, even if he hasn't picked it all up yet, um, exactly what he's supposed to do and whatnot. I don't I don't think it matters because, like you said, say he looked a little rough on Saturday. That doesn't matter. Like there's enough of a sample size with Nick Mullins. You know who Nick Mullins is. Fans should know who Nick Mullins is. Fans have literally seen Nick Mullins already play in this preseason, like you mentioned in in that game against Minnesota where he looked pretty good. 
so I, I wouldn't worry about him going out and maybe taking a few lumps here and there. Uh, just give him the reps wide as well. Frankly, give fans a reason to tune in. Um, I know that doesn't matter to the coaching staff, but there just isn't much else out there. Uh, it also like that game will also serve as kind of like the last stand for Kellen Mond and Sean Mannion. Now we don't expect either to be the backup quarterback. We've already said that Nick Mullins will be the backup quarterback, but I don't think something that's been discussed very much is maybe a conversation about, say you're going to keep three quarterbacks, which one is getting let go out of these two. And maybe like Kellen Mond is different in that you actually might be able to recoup some trade value, nothing close to a third round pick, but maybe a team would be willing to trade like a six round pick to acquire a former third round pick um, just to see what's there. But if you Dane are the Vikings, who are you keeping between these two? Who do you want to be your third quarterback behind cousins and Mullins? Because I think the obvious assumption is Mond, but is that your solution as well? I thought Mond just, you know, right off the bat when, when they acquire Mullins yesterday, I thought, well, they're just going to keep Kellen Mond. He's the second year guy who you can convince could still be a player in the league. So why would you cut him when you could just stick him at QB three? I've changed my mind on that. Like I think with Kellen Mond, if this was still the Rick Spielman regime and we've talked, like, I don't even think they go out and acquire Nick Mullins. If this is still the Rick Spielman regime, cause that admits that you were wrong about Kellen Mond, but there's an attachment to a front office that drafts a quarterback high in the draft. A third round pick is high in the draft that they don't want to move on from them that quickly. So I think that's why my gut reaction is like, you just don't move on from guys. But, like, Kellen Mond stinks. And, like, I don't think he's ever going to be good. So why not just cut him now? And then Sean Mannion can be the study buddy that you want him to be for Kirk Cousins. If Sean Mannion brings more to that quarterback's room as far as being a voice or being, you know, somewhat like a sounding board, being almost like another coach because – He's clearly not a player. Like that's a fine thing to have as your QB three. Maybe you can even cut him and like what I would actually do is cut. Stop with this idea. This is not going to happen. No, 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 no. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not saying, I'm not saying he should retire. I'm saying you should cut both Mannion and Mond and then just sign Mannion to your practice squad because no one is going to go pick up Sean Mannion. So then he can be your, your third voice in the room and not take up another spot on your roster. I think if you're the Vikings and you want to keep Kellen Mond, you probably aren't going to cut him because like you're just a little bit nervous that someone's going to pick him up. But if you want to just keep two quarterbacks and, and reserve room for, for other guys, like position players, whoever, young guys, young receivers, young linebackers, young defensive linemen, then you probably only want to keep two quarterbacks. You cut both, you stick Mon on the or Mannion on the practice squad, and you let him be that study buddy to Kirk Cousins and Nick Mullins now which is all he's been all along. Like the fact that they've been selling how good of a, of a brain he is, it means he's not that good at playing football. Like, because he's so smart at, at helping Kirk be better with his brain means like his arm is not that good. So long winded, I'm keeping Mannion, but I'm cutting both. So yeah, no, I, I, I think that actually makes sense um, because I think you're right. I mean, there is a small chance that other teams would say like, well, 
like Sean Manning, I think is a well-respected player in the league, not as like a football player, but as like a guy in your locker room. So maybe some other team would say, Hey, for that number, we'll just take them um, as our third or whatever the case may be. But I'm with you. I was kind of hoping you would pick Mond just so we could disagree on something, but I am very much in the boat of, Hey, like if Kellen Mond here in year two, if you don't think he's to the point where he can be your backup quarterback, which none of us think that nobody with who's watched anything thinks that then there is nothing to worry about. Like there is no, like, what are we missing out on long-term here? What can he develop into? Clearly the answer is nothing because like if, if Kevin O'Connell gets a training camp with him and says like, can't make this work. Can't make him our backup quarterback. Does Kevin O'Connell really think a year from now, like big enough strides where we'll be very comfortable with that um, without upgrading that backup position at all. Like I, I do think like this does kind of come down to, okay, if Sean Mannion is, if we've been lied to for three years and he is not an asset in the quarterback's room, then okay, keep Kellen Mond, what the heck. But if he really does help Kirk Cousins, which Kirk Cousins has said, I don't know if he would say anything else, but Mike Zimmer clearly respected the heck out of Sean Mannion. Um, Even Kevin O'Connell's mentioned like the impact Sean Mannion can have in that room. If that is a real thing, then you should do it because if it helps Kirk Cousins 0.1%, then it's probably worth it for this next year and worth it more so than Kellen Mond is going to be worth it. And like I said, I just don't think there's any concern in letting him go because we both think his ceiling is backup quarterback. And that's probably the case for like 40 guys out there. So I wouldn't worry too much about getting burned by that. That's his absolute ceiling. Like right. ceiling is, is backup quarterback and floor is like, I don't even know if he plays in like Not the XFL. The like, yeah. yeah, like he's, and I want to make note of this, like for for as as mean as Zimmer was to, to Kellen Mond, and all of these things that that went into last season with Mike Zimmer hating rookies, like he was actually just right. right. Like he was right about Kellen Mond. The the question about Kellen Mond after the Green Bay game, why don't why don't we see Mond? And and to which Zimmer says, I see him every day in practice. Like that was correct. Like he, Mond was not ready to play in that Green Bay game last year. In fact, it probably would have ended his career sooner if, if the Vikings would have thrown him out there against Green Bay last year. They would have looked even sillier than they looked throwing Sean Mannion out there. So Zimmer was right about Mond. He was absolutely right about Wyatt Davis too. Like people that, but so many Vikings fans latched onto Wyatt Davis being the starting right guard and, and Zimmer just hiding him because he hates rookies and Wyatt Davis is still working with the threes. So like Zimmer was right. And I think that needs to be said because for all of Zimmer's faults, he was spot on about these guys. They just think, and that's, that's all there is to it. Yeah. I think Matthew Collard tweeted this from purple inside of the other day. He goes, one thing he's never wrong. Zimmer was never wrong about was player evaluation. Uh, and that's true. Like the guy had a good eye for talent, maybe even a better eye than Rick Spielman. Uh, as we've seen by the, by the names that Rick Spielman brought in that just frankly didn't work out. Um, it, it, Zimmer certainly had warts um, and those showed themselves more and more, but like it all comes down to talent at the end of the day. And I don't know if the Vikings had enough talent to get things done. Um, so a lot of it did come down to like younger guys, wishful thinking, just crossing your fingers and hoping like maybe that guy is the answer to this team's problems. And it's like, if that guy was the answer, he would be on the field. hundred um, percent because least, Zimmer wants to win. Like exactly. He thought yeah. that at Kellen all Mond gave them a chance. He would be like, okay, like go ahead help us beat green Bay. He knew he saw this a long time ago. 
And the guy's job was on the line, and he knew that. Exactly. <laughs> you don't, you don't you think don't he's going to put the best quarterback out there? Right, just because he's a rookie? Like, come on. And I, I definitely subscribed to that thought a little bit last year. Like, wow, Zimmer must really hate rookies. But actually, he just hates bad players. And that's that's all there really is to that situation from back in the day. I, I want to make note of, like, this is the most we'll ever talk about Nick Mullins in Correct. our lives. Yeah, this is it. Like, this is it. I mean, we'll talk about him post-Denver game, like how he looked or whatever. But then that's it. Come come the end of that preseason game, we're done. Um, it's this is just your casual late August NFL preseason conversation. Uh, I think it's great that they address the need. All converse, quarterback conversations will be centered on Kirk Cousins moving forward. I I just can't believe that we're 27 minutes into this podcast and and we're still talking about Nick Mullins, Sean Mannion, and Kellen Mond. It is proof that the preseason needs to get the heck over, and we need to see regular season football. Because if we had to do another podcast where all we do is talk about Mullins, Mannion, and Mond, I don't know what I'm even going to do. So let's get this game on the road. Let's play the Denver Broncos. Let's watch Nick Mullins. Let's figure out the, the third quarterback or whatever. And then let's get the heck to September 11th because I can't keep doing this. I will say, I, I touched on this at the beginning of the podcast. It's great for NFL teams when there's little to talk about in training camp because I think it means like stability um, and just a lack of drama. It's better if like really good teams have that where the Vikings are just like a middling team where nothing's happened. Um, obviously, they're bringing in a new coach. You might shift things because of that. Um, but that's about it. Uh, you wouldn't mind maybe if there's a little bit more shuffling for a team trying to go up a step. Uh, but in general... The less to talk about in training camp, the better it is for a team. Uh, a couple of news nuggets to get to. The Vikings waived Julian Taylor and Albert Wilson yesterday. Uh, preseason fans might be like, what? I've seen Albert Wilson contribute. But frankly, the wide receiver room was just too deep for him to ever really have a shot at this. Um, mm-hmm. So he'll get a chance to try to catch on somewhere else ahead of this final preseason game. I don't think this says anything about Albert Wilson. It says a lot about how the Vikings feel about the rest of their room. Yeah, no, he's he's a veteran. They have a bunch of young receivers. Albert Wilson never had a chance. I think he deep down knew that even when he signed here, this was just a chance for him to showcase his skills for another team. That's something a lot of guys talk about. Well, in the training camp, I might not make this roster, but 31 other teams are watching when preseason's rolling. Albert Wilson could probably help someone. I would imagine someone out there only has four good receivers and is probably searching for a fifth. He can play a little. I I mean, if, if Albert Wilson's your starting receiver, you're probably bad but he could help the room. So I, I think it's actually good on the Vikings to cut him yesterday, give him another extra few days to to catch on if that's a, if that's a possibility. They knew he wasn't making the 53. He was probably going to get cut today when they dropped down to 80. So cut him now and then move on, give him a chance. One more news nugget, Irv Smith back at practice. That That's great. Irv Smith was limited yesterday, let's call it. Like they don't have like the designations of, of practice participation in, in the preseason like they do in the regular season. I think if you looked at an injury p- report in a week, Irv Smith would have been classified as limited in practice. But we saw him yesterday. He was hitting the blocking bag with a, a splint on his thumb. Um, I don't think I didn't see him catch any passes, which isn't surprising because why would you? risk uh you know a jam thumb at this point but the fact that he's back on the grass um I, it feels pretty significant I, I i thought 
you know, there's a chance that maybe Kevin O'Connell is just going to be optimistic, overly optimistic with all these injuries. Cause it seems like whoever's gotten hurt in training camp has been like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, yeah, I'll be ready for week one. So I had my doubts about Irv Smith, but the fact that he's back on the grass, he's definitely not going to play against the Denver Broncos on Saturday, but there's no reason to, to doubt that he's going to be ready for week one. If he's already back out there practicing. We haven't had any Kevin O'Connell, just a little tweak uh, moments yet to doubt him with injury designations like we did with Zimmer and Daniil Hunter. But uh, Andrew Booth Jr., the corner who we saw get hurt um, in Saturday's game, O'Connell did say with that ankle, it's a little bit more than day-to-day, but expects him to be greenlit for the regular season opener. What does a little bit more than day-to-day mean? Does that mean week-to-week? Does that mean month-to-month? What if it's three days to three days? What do you call that? (laughs) What if it's like, well, Thursday, he might be out there Thursday, but I can't, we know he's not going to be out there Tuesday or Wednesday that the boxes are too broad. So so now we go with a little bit more than day to day, or he could have went with a little bit less than week to week, but one sounds more (laughs) optimistic than the other. What sounds better? (laughs) You're right. You're right. I'm sorry for doubting Kevin O'Connell and and his, the way he talks about it. He talks more. We've seen it. I mean, all his answers are like 150 words. The man's a wordsmith. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 